Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the message entitled, A Trip to the Zoo. This message was taught at the Trinity Church of God in Winchester, Kentucky, where Billy Keller is the pastor. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick began the message by reading his text found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Then he told the story of his early days of ministry and how the purpose of God was revealed in his life in his very first pastorate in the state of Texas. On this broadcast, Brother Rick teaches us about the four creatures mentioned in Proverbs chapter 30 that are called exceedingly wise. Then he'll bring us the first three of ten things that we can learn about the purpose of God. And now, here's Brother Rick. I got up to preach that morning. I said, Lord, if you want me to come here, if you want me to come here, save somebody this morning. Because I'm thinking, who in the world is going to show up at this place? That day, there was a young couple come in and sat down on the back seat. I got to preaching, looked down at my watch, and it's 10 to 12. And man, I felt the presence of God. And I thought, I ain't coming back no how. I'm going to preach. And I preached right on by 12, just like he wasn't even standing there. And about a quarter after 12, I gave an altar call. And that young man come running down the aisle and gave his life to Jesus Christ. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to Texas. (laughs) Found out that that boy was one of the biggest criminals in that town. And that's what I'd pray for, that God would send me the worst in the town if he wanted me to go there, because I wasn't going there for the goody-two-shoes. This woman walked up to me, and she said, Now, preacher, do you know that this is the meanest boy in this county? I said, Good. She said, No, you don't understand. He's a drug addict. I said, Wonderful. She said, You don't know what he did. In a drug-crazed State, he molested one of the finest women this town's ever known. I said, let me tell you something, sister. If I come here, I'm going to fill the building full of them. Do you understand? Some of the lousiest people that you guys have ever looked at. Because I ain't coming here for the healthy. I'm coming here for the sick. You know what they said to me, brother? We, we'd like to talk to you about your salary. I said, I'd like to talk to you also and let you know that you ain't got enough money to bribe me to come to Texas. I'm going to pray for two weeks. If he sends me, I'll have to come. I went to Texas and had no idea what my salary was. But I remember the day that he said to me, go. And I didn't want to go. But I knew that that was the reason he had created me to go to a place I didn't want to go. See, I got this funny feeling tonight that I'm talking to some folks that might be in that same place. God's speaking something to your heart, and you know it can't be God because you don't want to hear it. Sure is quiet in here, ain't it? We went to Texas, and the first Sunday there, the Lord raised a woman from the dead. That little church began to grow. We baptized 31 people from a Sunday night to a Wednesday night. 
We couldn't even dump the baptistry. Brother Terry, people be coming in at 10 o'clock in the morning getting saved. They didn't wait for a service, and they'd say, I want to be baptized. And I'd baptize them. I told Deb, if it ever slows down, I'm going to change the water. My Lord, there's been nearly three dozen people in there. What are you saying, Brother Rick? I'm saying when you find the purpose of God, suddenly the anointing of God begins to flow over his purpose. Purpose is a powerful thing. Agur says, I'm the stupidest man I know. I don't even have the right to be classified with a human. And you know what God says? Listen, God did not interrupt him. When you say, I'm the stupidest man, I'm twice as stupid as anybody, and God doesn't say, nah, it might be because it's, yeah, you are stupid. He said, but instead of let's talking about you being stupid, let's go to the zoo, and let's learn some major lessons from some little creatures. And he takes him to the zoo to educate him. Well, I may never know God can use different things to educate you. Doesn't have to be something really profound. It can be something small. Look at Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 through 28. He said, there's four little creatures on the earth, yet they're exceedingly wise. The ant are a people not strong, but they prepare their meat in the winter or in the summer for winter. The conies or the rock badgers are feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. Locusts don't even have a king, but they go forth in bands. The spider takes hold with his hand and is found in the king's palace. You know what is consistent about all four of these creatures? They operate by purpose. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, Bob. Thoughts of good and not evil to give you hope and an expected end. God created you for the purpose of God that is deep within your spirit. You have a reason to exist, just like they illustrated here a few minutes ago. God wants to carry out his will through your life. You are not a mistake. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not a mistake. You were created by God for divine purpose. Whew. It's important when you find your purpose. Let me give you 10 things I want you to jot down. In fact, if I was you, I'd be jotting them down in a leaflet of my Bible. I wouldn't forget these. They're lessons for those that feel stupid. Number one, purpose separates you from the other animals. <laughs> Changes your mindset. In fact, notice God did not call the ant, a bug. He said, the ant are a people. They're a people not strong. <laughs> Yet, they prepare what they're going to need ahead of time. See, you're in an important time right here in this church. Did you know that? Listen to me. Listen to me. I feel like I've come here enough to have a right to speak. Can I speak to you tonight? God has brought you to this place for what he's going to do in Winchester. And you must now prepare for what is coming. And if you don't prepare for what is coming, you are going to miss your season of visitation. 
hear me? You may say, Brother Rick, we're getting along fine. No, you got to understand, this ain't the end. You got to prepare for what is coming. How many of you know God is going to move among this state? I believe this year is a year of advancement. We're going to have to prepare for the hordes of people that are going to run our way because all answers are going to be hidden from the crises we're facing in our nation. If you don't know we're in crises, can I wake you up tonight to realize they don't have the answer? Jesus is the answer. And people are going to flood to the church when they realize the government don't have their answer. And now is light, a time we ought to be working before darkness comes. Jesus is coming back. Mike, do you hear me? He's coming back. And he's going to touch the hearts of people before he comes. And we need to get ready. He said, these ants, they might look like bugs to most, but they're people to me because they realize a need of preparation. Purpose will cause you to prepare. I'm talking about purpose. See, we talked about unity this morning. How many of you know unity always demands a purpose? If we're going to unify over something, Terry, we've got to have a purpose we're unifying over. Unity don't mean we just join hands and saying, kumbaya, my Lord. It means we join together for something greater than we are apart. We must work together for a greater cause. God's calling this church. I believe this message is as ordained of God as anything I've ever said here. God is calling this church to his divine purpose. And we need to stand and salute and say, God, whatever you desire, we will obey. Now is the time. Look at your neighbor and say it's right now. Not now to prepare. Purpose demands preparation. It separates us from animals. Wow. It forces us to prepare for the future. See, the ant is smart enough to know that though it's 90 degrees outside today, it's not going to be 90 a few months from now. How many of you know we don't prepare with enough vision? Uh, listen, I'm not mad at nobody. How many of you still love me? Uh, nearly half the house. I'm going to preach on with that kind of vote. Amen. See, he's got enough sense to know winter's coming. Sometimes in the church, we just don't recognize what season it is. We're like the old man sitting on the porch, and it was raining. The mailman come up with a mail, and he said, boy, your roof sure is leaking. He said, yes, sir. He said, why don't you fix your roof? And he said, well, on sunny days, it don't leak. And on rainy days, it's too wet to work. That's kind of the way we are in church. If a bunch of babies show up, we're going to build a nursery. But a bunch of babies ain't going to show up if you don't have a nursery. Wow. I didn't even say none of this. Y'all can look. It ain't in here at all. We got to prepare. Harvest is coming. We got to prepare. We got to get ready. How many of you will just be honest with me right now? Because I believe this with all my heart. I believe God's speaking to you right now. How many of you will lift your hand and say, God's already been talking to me about the urgency of the hour. We need to prepare right now. How many of you just be honest, lift your hand, don't patronize me. God's been dealing with you about the urgency of the hour we in. Wave at me. 
It's time. It's time we prepare for him. We can pray for the salvation of Winchester, but how many know we got to prepare for him? Yes, you do. Number two, purpose prepares for the future. Number three, let's look at this. Purpose enables us to survive in difficult environments. He brings up this little creature, and it's interesting to study the rock badger or the coney or the prairie dog. They're all in the same family. Let me tell you what they do. They live in the rocks. He said they make a house in a rock. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about they're not run off by difficult environment. See, listen to me. When you start preparing for the future and when you start living by purpose, how many of you know things ain't always going to get easy? No, it can get more difficult. And to be honest, how many of you know we're such consumers in the church? My Lord, we shop around for churches like people do shoot. And every time things gets a little difficult, why, we feel led. We even know how to couch the words. We feel led to leave now. That's why I like carrying fishing weight in my pocket. So when people say, I feel led, I say, feel this. This is led right here. This most led you felt in 25 years, you quitter. It's just a difficult time, and you don't want to go through the hardship so that you can have the reward. You want the reward without the responsibility. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.